G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, it was just last week we were talking about laws to do with prostitution in states like New South Wales and in South Australia. Well, news came through last week on the death of a lady who was known as Grace Bellevue. She died on Monday last week. A well-known sex worker, Grace Bellevue, whose real name is Pippa O'Sullivan, is believed to have taken her own life. Well, one who has been following through the details with what's happened with Grace Bellevue is Roz Phillips from Family Voice Australia. And Roz joining us now. Hello, Roz. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Good to be with you. Uh, Roz, a very different sort of a conversation that you and I might have, uh, the death of a prostitute, uh, but she certainly had a, a very hard existence and taking her own life, perhaps the result of uh, having been involved in the industry that she was involved in. Well, indeed, and uh, she was quite prolific on Facebook and tweets and so on. And towards the end, she actually came out and talked about all the violence that she had suffered herself and had seen happen to others. And it's quite clear that she was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And I've been told by Linda Watson, who's been helping people in the sex industry quit for nearly 20 years. She's been doing that selflessly. Um, And she said she herself has suffered post-traumatic stress disorder and she herself came to a point in her life where she felt there was no other way out but to take her own life. It was, she said, a miracle of God that she didn't do that. And uh, it's a very violent, painful industry, but a lot of people don't realise it. No, somehow or other, the image is somewhat of a glamorous life for prostitutes. That isn't the case. What sort of violence was she talking about in those internet posts? Well, she said she had a a gun put to her head. Because she gets clients from all over the place and she has to vet them, when she tells them that she's not going to... uh, service them shall we say they can get very violent and she has to sort of order them out or try to get them out any way she can and and this can happen when prostitution is legal as well as when it's illegal Um, it people seem to think that by making it legal or decriminalizing it then all these problems will go away but they don't in fact they get worse because there's more prostitution whenever they've done that Ros, in South Australia, there's some reviews going on and discussion about the prostitution laws. Uh, you're supporting the model that's in place in uh, Northern Europe called the Nordic Prostitution Model. How does that work? Right. Well, it started in Sweden about 15 years ago where they made it a crime 
to buy sexual services. Now, initially, they didn't police it very much. They just gave all the clients of prostitutes that they came across a warning. But then they started to uh, implement the law in good earnest. And what they've done is to cut the rate of sex trafficking in half in Sweden to get rid of all the brothels and the prostitutes who used to work in them, they've helped them. They, they haven't made them criminals, but they've offered them help to get off drugs because almost all of them are and to retrain for a profession where they can not experience all the violence and stress that they have before and lead a new life. And it's really worked wonders. It's not only in Sweden, but now Norway has followed suit, so has Iceland, so has South Korea. Uh, now, this year, Northern Ireland, and last year, Canada. So it's happening more and more, and we'd like to see it in Australia as well. So what you're saying, Ros, is the Nordic model actually has the best interests of these women at heart. And Indeed. it saves them from a lot of this uh, stress and trauma that they are going through or under our current system here in Australia. Absolutely, yes. And the sad thing is it's hard to get the message out because Grace Bellevue, who so sadly died last week, only the year before... She was the feature of a huge article in our local paper saying how marvellous her job was and she wanted uh, South Australia to change its law to decriminalise all the laws against prostitution-related things. So pimps would be legal, uh, everything would be legal. And uh, now we realise the truth that it wasn't as marvellous as she was saying. In fact, the sad thing is we didn't realise in time to get her help, how much she was suffering, because she didn't admit it, as most people don't admit all the dark things happening in their lives. It's amazing what can hide behind a smile and uh, putting on your best face. Uh, I suspect that it's fairly widespread in the uh, prostitution community where uh, women are trying to look good about it, uh, and but secretly looking for a way out, oftentimes not being able to find a way out. That's right. Yes, they. Uh, in fact, another former sex worker called Simone Watson, in, who's worked in Sydney and Melbourne, she's come out too. She says she's suffering post-traumatic stress disorder because of all that she went through. And she said all of us used either prescription medication or illegal drugs to try and cope with what we were doing. And although all the brothel owners and so on claimed that you know their brothels were drug-free, they weren't, she said they, they didn't mind us using drugs just as long as we smiled all the time and treated every customer as you know wonderful and we enjoyed what we were doing, except that we didn't. Ros, I wonder whether you can reflect for a moment because I suspect people who work in the prostitution industry uh, and because uh, Christians would tend to frown upon uh, prostitution, uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that while some people might see Christians and churches as somewhat of a, a critic, uh, really Christians and churches are the friends of people who are working in those industries because at least there's the welfare of those uh, girls and women at heart and uh, there's an endeavour there to actually see the best for them. Absolutely. 
And uh, my friend Enda Watson, who runs Linda's House of Hope in Perth, who formerly was in the industry herself and is now helping others get out, she is doing it on a shoestring budget. And the money that she does get comes from the church, in her case the Catholic Church. There are some Protestant churches who are helping her as well. But um, that's where the support is coming from. And that's why we'd like to see the Nordic model come in because that would force the government to do something practical as well. Ros, listeners to our conversation now, uh, I know this is being talked about in New South Wales as well and I'm sure that the conversation could start in all the states and territories but uh, what are you suggesting listeners to our conversation might do now if they're interested in pursuing uh, some help along uh, with this particular issue? Well, if you're in New South Wales where the government's looking at something better than what they've got, which is decriminalised prostitution, it's been a disaster, I suggest they write to the Premier, Mike Baird, and ask him to back the Nordic model of prostitution law. It doesn't need to be a long letter, but point out to him that it's the only one that has really helped to cut the sex trafficking and all the harm that prostitution does to women. In South Australia, you can write the same thing to uh, our Premier, Jay Weatherall. Yes, and uh, I think just becoming aware of the Nordic model when the debate comes up in your state or territory is probably a very useful thing. Well, I, I no doubt you've got some detail on your website. I'll point people to Family Voice Australia at www.fava.org.au. Indeed, and you'll find the latest news on Grace Bellevue. Ros Phillips, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and certainly our condolences to the family of Pippa O'Sullivan. And uh, thank you so much, Ros, for sharing these things with us today. Thank you, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.